Well, hi and welcome. Whatever time of day you're watching or listening, uh, it's my privilege to be able to uh, share with us uh, on YouTube. And uh, so I'm Adrian, one of the team here. And alongside Dave's unpacking of church and shape um, as we work forward, I want to encourage us today and a couple of alternate weeks as we look ahead to take a walk together. And the walk that I'm envisaging is a, a walk we do as a community. Uh, it's a walk as we come out of lockdown. And uh, above all, it's a walk we do with Jesus. It's a walk we do together with Jesus. And the walk is, uh, is one of asking ourselves, how do we healthily process uh, our journey um, of the last 14 months? How do we healthily process our journey, particularly our emotional journey of the last uh, 14 months? You know, it's very usual uh, in times of change to feel uncertain, in times of loss, uh, they're part of being uh, of humanity. Um, but in these last uh, 13 months, just change and loss have been, have been condensed, a lifetime has been condensed um, into, our, into our laps. And uh, many different experiences, we've had some highs and some lows, uh, many feelings all bundled up inside us, maybe that you're aware of, maybe that you're not at all aware of it, depending how we're wired. Um, there's been lots of losses, losses of freedom, loss of time, uh, uh, maybe traveling time with family, uh, mixing with friends. There's been a loss of opportunity. Maybe you're at school and you feel my whole year I've had a loss, loss of exams that I was preparing for, a loss of a career path that I was setting out on, a loss of a hoped for qualification. Maybe you've had loss of finance, loss of a job. Um, maybe there's been loss of a loved one, loss of your own health or others around you. Um, and there's been loss in the church too over this last uh, 13, 14 months. We've, there's been a loss because we've not been able to meet together. Um, but I'm sure also with loss, there's been many joys uh, amongst you, amongst us um, uh, as well. And it's very normal. In, as we process it in unprecedented times, just to feel these uh, losses and joys, just so they've all piled up and we can't see our way through. So as Dave and I have chatted, we thought it would be really helpful to take us through a look at some scripture and take a walk with Jesus as we unpack them. And uh, as we talked uh, the other week, just my mind went straight away to John uh, 11, story of Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. It's a story of a lot of confusion, a lot of pain. Jesus is there amongst his friends sharing their loss. So maybe if you are, uh, get turn to John 11, uh, and also it'd be helpful to have a pen and paper um, for a bit later on, uh, handy. But let me just explain um, for Mary and Martha and Lazarus. So they live in Bethany, just a little way from Jerusalem, they are good friends. Jesus has stayed there uh, many times uh, with them. They're full of hospitality, full of warmth, full of fun and friendship. And Jesus receives a message while he's not in Bethany, but the Mary and Martha say, Jesus, Lazarus, your friend is sick. The inference, drop what you're doing and come over here and pray for him, because uh, uh, we want to see him healed. But Jesus delays 
can imagine the sisters saying, did you take that message? Yeah, we took the message. Well, why is he not come? And looking at them, looking at their sundials and the calendars and the, okay, this and day one, he's still not here. Day two, he's still not here. Jesus delayed uh, a number of days. Now in John 11, we can read, Jesus actually tells his disciples, in effect, I am going to delay and Lazarus will die. Um, but by the way, I've got a plan. Uh, I'll be glorified in this. Uh, that's not much consolation to Mary and Martha, as we see. So as, as the days pass, it's at least four days later, because by the time Jesus gets to Bethany, Lazarus is dead. And he's been in the tomb at least four days, his sisters say. But as he approaches, uh, Martha comes out to meet Jesus. Straight away, she launches at him, up bubbles her pain and blame. If only you'd been here, if only you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Like, Jesus, where were you? And Jesus listens to her and actually unpacks a little bit that he's the resurrection. He, he seeks to draw her. But there's a bucket load of pain in her. And then we read, we're going to pick up in John 11, verse 28, that now Martha comes back from that conversation. She comes back to Mary, who's still at home. She didn't go straight away. And uh, John 11:28. 28, after she'd said this, she went back, Martha, and called her sister Mary. It's like, the teacher's here, she said. He's asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, thinking that she was going to go to the tomb to mourn. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and she said, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved. He was moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. So Mary hears the news. Martha says, I've already spoken to him. And Mary heads to Jesus. The crowd of mourners follow behind. And as Mary comes to Jesus, she falls at his feet. If you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Where were you, Jesus? We're your friends, aren't we? If only. And you know, Jesus' heart. Did you see Jesus' heart for her? He was grieved. He was deeply troubled. And uh, that short verse, Jesus wept. Jesus responded to her tears with his tears. He responded to her tears with his tears. So what, are, what do we see to encourage us today, to strengthen us in this season? Well, you see, both sisters went to Jesus with their pain and questions. Where were you, Jesus? Where were you? And they expressed their if only, something that John picks out, both of them let Jesus have it. It wasn't an academic question. It wasn't a theological question. Jesus, where were you? No, actually, it was Jesus. Where, you didn't come. We sent a message. He's your friend. And we can imagine all the thoughts, emotions, pains, um, heartache that's been bubbled. Both sisters go with the same word. And they've obviously been talking about it and not understanding. 
Now they both went to Jesus, but they went at different speeds. Martha shot out the door as soon as she heard Jesus coming. Mary took a little time, but both of them went ultimately to Jesus. And also then we see Jesus, he wasn't indifferent to their pain. He was deeply moved. John says twice, actually, Jesus deeply moved. It was something of his guts were stirred. And also records, Jesus wept. The Son of God wept. And lastly, uh, as we read the story, Jesus in their pain gives them and offers them and us a revelation of his glory in their journey. He did that and he still does that. It ends well. You can read the rest of uh, John 11 later. So let me just unpack that uh, with a little more detail. So first of all, both sisters went with their pain and questions. Martha uh, went out to meet him. Mary ran to meet him and all these mourners uh, behind. They, they went to Jesus. They didn't bury their feelings. Uh, they didn't think, oh, it's not appropriate. He's the son of God. I mean, what? Uh, they went and expressed their feelings in their words to him. And at that point, they were vulnerable before him. They made themselves vulnerable before him. I wonder, where do we run to when we're pained and grieving? I wonder... What would it be like if we ran to Jesus first? And I know in my own life, sometimes Jesus isn't the first one that we run to. Maybe it's others. Uh, maybe it's into ourselves, into the cave. Maybe it's come out and fight. But actually, these two sisters modelled something. Okay, we're going to Jesus first. You know, sometimes we don't run to Jesus because we can minimise you know, our thoughts, oh, okay, Jesus, he's, he's got bigger things to do. He's the son of God. Well, uh, and so we say, oh, it's nothing much. Uh, there's other people who are suffering more. Uh, you know, it's just me. Uh, what that means is we minimise our pain and we don't deal with it. Really, what we're using it as a smokescreen to cover ourselves from going to Jesus. Oh, I don't need Jesus. I, I can deal with this. You know, sometimes we avoid uh, going to him because it's too uncomfortable to admit it. Uh, we're unsure how to express. What do I say to him? Uh, do I have to use special words? Uh, you know, sometimes uh, we, we don't want to talk about it because uh, we've been, maybe we've been brought up to, to not express our feelings. You, know, you, you keep them hidden. And uh, you know, that can be a cultural thing. Uh, it can be an upbringing thing. Sometimes uh, we know we've got these feelings, but uh, not going to him, but we just busy ourselves then. And we hurry on and we busy ourselves with work or career or family or relationships or food or computer games or pornography. It can be all sorts of things that we could use to cover our pain. Even Christian service we can use to cover our pain. All different ways. Mary and Martha went to Jesus and said it like it was. So in this season, as we come out of lockdown and we process uh, the losses, joys, griefs, pains, um, and sometimes pains that are bigger than COVID that have been around for a long time, why don't we choose to be those that come to him? And he listens. Jesus listened to them. And not only did he listen, uh, he responded. We'll get onto that in a minute. But there's many ways that we can come to Jesus. Uh, you may have a way, 
that you, you do this very fruitfully and very successfully. Um, I'm still learning and maybe you're still learning. So let me just share a way that I found. Um, I, sometimes I've got a little notebook and I write down words. I give a feeling a name. Okay, so this is a feeling of disappointment or this is a feeling of frustration or anger, whatever it is. And I just draw a circle around it that's, in a sense, the proportion of the size. Okay, this is the big feeling today and this is a small one. And then, uh, then I just, okay, God, here's these feelings. I give them to you. So I found it really helpful to identify the feeling because then when I've identified it, I can say, okay, it's not as big as I thought and I can give it to him. Sometimes the circle has lots of words in it and there's a situation or a person or an event uh, that describes that circle and, and I give it to him. Sometimes I find, okay, it's the same circle <laughs> many times. Okay, I'm giving it to you, Lord. So I identify it and then I can hand it over to him. Because the great thing we see with Mary and Martha, that Jesus, he validated their, uh, their emotions. He wasn't indifferent. He didn't tell them to pull themselves together. Uh, he didn't launch that, um, you know, how, how weak they were. He, he graciously listened. And John says, actually, Jesus was deeply moved. He wasn't emotionless. Jesus, the Son of God, is not emotionless as we bring him our pains and griefs. He's moved by their pain. As I reflect on that, as we reflect on that, isn't that amazing that the Son of God, the Creator, the one enthroned in heaven, was and is moved by our pain. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. Jesus shared their pain. He didn't try and overparent them. He didn't try and fix them or smother them. He wept with them. Even he who knew what was coming, he knew the end of the story. He knew that God was going to uh, raise Lazarus. He had already said that to his disciples. But even then, their pain stirred his compassion. And even though he knows our future, yours and mine, actually our pain stirs his compassion for us. Now, he's not indifferent for us. You see, God in Christ became fully man and he identified us with us in every way. He identified with our pains and losses in our humanity in every way. He carried our pains, yes, the sinfulness of humanity, but he also carried the limitations. Read the, any of the Gospels and you see the limitations that surrounded Jesus that were, that were in him. And do you realise that as Jesus ascended, that we were, he ascended to the Father, a, 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 a foot, he's still fully man. Jesus is still fully man before the Father. He is fully God. Uh, he was fully God, but he's also still fully man. He didn't leave his, uh, his manhood, if you like, as he ascended to heaven. There's a man in heaven who intercedes, who knows intimately about what it is to be human on this planet. God experienced in Christ humanity, uh, not as a spectator, but as a participant. He, he was incarnate, he became like us, and he carried. Okay, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. Jesus carries our griefs.
Actually, the mystery of God is that whatever we experience and the pains and losses, and there are many, Jesus went lower. Jesus went lower. There's no aspect of pain and grief that Jesus has not been lower than any of us. Isn't that wonderful? The, gos the Gospels point to this Jesus that we know through the new covenant, through the death, resurrection, we're invited. Friends, if you're watching this and you don't know this Jesus, come to him. Jesus says to us, come to me all who are weary and, heavy, and burdened, heavy laden. Come to me all who are, all who are. Friends, it's not come when you've sorted out your weariness and heavy burden. Come all who are weary and heavy burden. Come Mary and Martha, come with your heavy burdens. Don't process them, oh then come to me when you're sorted. No, come to me and let's work on them together. Let's talk about it. I've got a picture here of, a, of an iceberg. <coughs> I don't know if you can see that very well there, uh, but just a picture of an iceberg. Uh, you know, with a, an iceberg, most most of an iceberg is under the water and there's a little bit uh, on the top. Icebergs we, we see pictures of. And just as I reflected on this talk, Mary and Martha and our emotional processing, you know, this can often be a picture, an iceberg picture of us. There's the bit that everyone sees and that's the bit we keep polished and nice and uh, you know, presentable, but underneath the water, there's this dirty, great stirring of emotions and pain. Mary and Martha's, it's that where was Jesus? And so when they come to him, they don't paint that over, they just bring it. But as Christians, we can get very practiced at having this piece all nice and clean, but this bit is, is surging around. The thing is, sometimes when then we get knocked, uh, uh, someone says something to us or something happens or even the, the thoughts of coming back as Open Door Church, it, suddenly this bit becomes this bit. And uh, ah, we're provoked and we're angry, we feel disappointed, we feel frustrated, and all this comes out. Friends, we understand that, that amongst us all, there's all sorts of things going on. Uh, we're not indifferent as elders, we feel them too, the concerns, the questions, and the, the what ifs. But actually, for all of us, the answer is found let's come to Jesus, let's tell him, let's talk to him, let's present him our griefs, our pains, our losses of the last 30 months. Let's deal with them. It takes time, it takes time, but let's be those that deal with them. Jesus invites us, invites you and I, come and tell me about them. Let me in, let me into this. Let me into this. And as we talk, he says, I will cleanse your heart. Shortly going to finish with three questions that I want you to reflect about. What am I angry or mad about? What am I sad about? What am I glad about? Just, just to help us. But here's some quick truth. You know, before, he, before the world was made, he knew us. God knew us. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us. When you and I were born, when we were born, we were born into his love and purpose. He says that and he says to Mary and Martha and to each of us, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Adrian, Open Door, individuals in Open Door, families, wherever you're watching, the, the God of the universe in Christ Jesus says, I 
will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, so this is a journey. We're on a journey. It's not sorted in an instant. But we invite you, come for a walk with us as elders and us with Jesus talking to him. Another week, I'm just going to talk about how we process disappointment, big, small disappointment that, that we find in our lives. But friends, you know, this isn't just for us as individuals. It's not, it's not just a me and him thing. Paul says this to the Romans, uh, Roman church, uh, Romans 12, verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Friends, part of living in harmony, part of rejoicing and mourning is that we know what else is going on in others, that we don't hide it and, and keep this bit up here because if, if it's only that bit, how can we mourn with those who mourn if, if, if we hide our mourning and grieving and pain? And, and so we believe, I believe, uh, most importantly, this is a season where God is renewing us and cleansing us. And this is a season where our vulnerability together will build us stronger. You know, often it's a value we so appreciate in others, vulnerability, but we often hide our own. As a, as a real mismatch there, isn't it? We often appreciate other being, others who are vulnerable with us but we're sometimes more cautious about being vulnerable ourselves. So let's walk together, grieving, mourning with those who mourn, rejoicing with those who rejoice. So let me ask you these three questions and maybe you want to write them down and spend some time reflecting on them. The journey is important as having a quick answer. Um, so the three questions to just ponder before the Holy Spirit and really what we're doing, we're thinking about the, What's under the water here? What am I angry about? Lord, what am I mad about? What am I mad about? What am I sad about? And what am I glad about? Mad, sad and glad. And as we reflect on those, actually, have I been honest? This is an exercise, not, not for anyone else, this is for us. Have I been honest with God or have I tried to polish it? Have I tried to polish it up? You know, some, some of you will find quickly thoughts will come, feelings will come. Others, um, we don't need to go digging around, but we just need to ask, Holy Spirit, is there anything in this iceberg that I'm burying, I'm hiding? Let's know that we come to one who loves us one who loved Mary and Martha. You can read the rest of the story and Jesus wept, but actually Jesus called Lazarus out the tomb. And in a way, he calls us out of our tombs of grief and pain. He calls us out and he undoes our bandages and he sets us free. Friends, let's go on that journey. Let's walk together in this. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, thank you that you know us. Lord, the, the Spirit of God knows the Spirit of man even better than we know ourselves. And I pray for myself. I pray for each of us, Lord, that you take us on a journey of wholeness. Lord, you walk. Lord, you're not a spectator. Lord, you don't look at mankind and, and point out uh, things from a distance, but you identify with us in our weakness. Lord, you knew grief, you knew loss, you knew anger, you knew the frustrations, the limitations that we experience. Uh, but you were without sin and you offer us hope. So Lord, we come to you, not, not as one who's indifferent, 
not as one who's far off in some ivory tower, but Lord, we come to you, the man who is before the Father now in God's presence, in the glory of God, there's a man who knows me, who knows each of us and intercedes for us. Lord, thank you. We cast ourselves on your mercy. We cast ourselves on your grace. Lord, I pray for each of us. Lord, bring us to emotional wholeness, maturity, cleansing. Lord, that as a church, our vulnerability together brings a strength and a vitality that you can build upon. Oh, Lord, I pray for freedom. Set us free right now. Bring freedom, Lord. Unlock chains. Lord, things that have captivated, captured us, kept us tied up. Lord, come and unlock us right now in Jesus' name. Come and unlock us. Oh God, I just pray your blessing on each of us, on families. May we be attentive to your voice in our hearts. Amen. God bless you. And uh, we'll look at our disappointment in a couple of weeks' time. Or handling disappointment. God bless you.